Yo, I'm coming from that 3-6, so that's why I got them brain spinning. Ain't nobody using blinkers, we ain't good at lane switching. Better get a plane ticket, I ain't flying all you chickens though. Always shoot my shot, better swishing off the pick and roll. Dishing off the give and go, all my squad is driven so you can catch us on the road. Promise we ain't doing shows. Welcome so to episode 12 of the Peeps and Plaid podcast. I'm Christian Gamalian. I'm talking with co-host Austin Caphammer, and we're talking all things Blazer basketball. The trade deadline, done. All-star break, done. Three Blazers are out, three new Blazers are in, and we're talking about all of it. So let's start off with the changes in our roster. The Blazers traded away Nick Stauskas and Wade Baldwin to get Rodney Hood from the Cavs. Then they traded away Swanigan for Labissiere from the Kings. I don't know how to say his name. Then just before the Golden State Warriors game, the Blazers signed recently bought out free agent Ennis Cantor. He played his first game last night. Uh, so, what are our thoughts on the new acquisitions for the Trailblazers? Well, um, I think first and foremost, you did a better job than I would of trying to pronounce uh, our new center's last name, Labassiere. I think that sounds fancy enough. So, <laughs> um, but I, I don't really. I guess you know if we had to pick between losing Seth and um, Sauce, I would probably keep Seth, and you know, obviously we did, but. Um, I just think that well, that's so funny because earlier in the season I was such a I was such a Seth hater and such a uh, sauce proponent and um, he really just kind of dwindled, man. He yeah. was he was a key proponent of our offense earlier in the season and um, obviously the first great coming out game and um, I'm really I'm indifferent. Uh, I really have no no issue when it comes to Nick Stauskas no longer being a part of the Portland Trailblazers. Um, Labossier. I have no idea about his game. Um, sounds like he's a pretty athletic, big center, um, relatively younger. I'm, I'm assuming that um, maybe room for growth. I, I when I hear that and I've kind of observed the situation, it kind of seems like more of a of a trade piece um, going forward, given us especially now having Cantor as a backup center. Um, but yeah, I mean Wade Baldwin, I liked. Um, I still follow him on social media. I think that he's a just from a personal standpoint, I think that guy is gonna make it in whatever he does. He's a he's he's a dog. He's a wolf. But um, you know, I don't think his game was befitting of the Portland Trailblazers uh, for this time. Yeah. So Labissier, he is a guy who came out of high school with super high expectations, and he just didn't play that well at Kentucky, and he got drafted a little later than he expected, and he just hasn't totally panned out he's had some pretty good games for the kings in the past got a couple minutes of playing time at the end of the warriors game didn't really do much at all uh i mean maybe like a minute but yeah i mean he has a higher upside than caleb um i think caleb was an energy guy and he just didn't have the speed to match his hustle plays um you know he's he's a rebounder he's i mean defense and under the basket offense and it just wasn't what the Blazers needed, and he wasn't far along enough in his development to really give him any playing time. So Labissier, I think, um, is a better injury um, injury replacement player than Caleb Swanigan for what we need right now in our big men, and we okay. have him through next year as well. Um, I think with I think th- I think that's fair. You know, even though we didn't, like I said, get Cantor, um, you know, injury replacement, you know. Wouldn't be surprised. I mean, hasn't Nurk had a had a couple? You know, he's 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 a relatively reliable guy, but he's Nurk's had a couple. Yeah, I mean, his um, his first season when we had Nurk fever, he had 
I think it was like 15 games or so. It was either 15 games he played or 15 games that he couldn't play. I think he was like out 20 or something. And uh, yeah, then he was able to come back in the playoffs, but just wasn't exactly the same. He wasn't in his rhythm that he was when he first came to the Blazers. So, yeah, I mean, he, the, everyone's always an injury risk. And right now, the Blazers are deep. Um, they're not the most talented team in the league, obviously, but they're really well, deep. Well, now, I... I hate to interrupt here, but you had just said everybody's an injury risk, but I, I think you and myself, as well as our uh, podcast account here, had given note, as well as a lot of the Blazers yeah. fan base, to a statistic that was that was tweeted about our, our team being one of the least injury-prone teams in the NBA, which I, th- I think, you know, everyone likes to talk about their uh, therapy, physical therapy staff and, and, and their medical staff, but I think the Blazers... Just from what I've heard, even not even just this year, but even in recent years, I've I've heard great things about the Blazers' medical staff and um, yeah. some of the, some of the proofing that they do for their players. I mean, for a team that's been affected by injuries so much with Bill Walton and Brandon Roy and Greg Oden, uh, I'm sure there's plenty of others that I don't even know about in the past. But uh, it's it's great to have a team right now that, knock on wood, praying uh, has not been injured very often i mean we've had mo harkless in and out of the rotation of course many people would rather him be out of the rotation but hopefully not because of injury um Mm -hmm. but i mean this team we basically took three players who were getting no playing time uh swanigan stauskis and wade stauskis was getting it on and off but it was you know a couple months of just not really playing and now we have rodney hood who's maybe good enough to be the starter uh ennis Cantor, who if we didn't have nurk would be a starter and uh, Labissier, who's a decent young guy with some upside, and hopefully he'll pan out for something. I know next year we're going to be losing a lot of free agents now, so um, hopefully Labissier can step up next year. Um, but, I mean, I look at this team, and it's it's the pressure's on Terry Stotts. It's tough to find good rotations with this setup. Um, we'll talk more about what rotations have worked out uh, when we get into the games, but I, I'm love this team so much more than what we had before i had no complaints before Absolutely. but you know it's well i can always complain. i feel like i'm starting to watch i feel like i'm starting to watching nationally a word a team that's worthy of being nationally televised yeah and when i when i when i say that i understand that damian lillard and cj and nurk um more so nurk than cj this season in my opinion um but those players alone uh have have granted themselves that stage but when you watch teams like OKC or um, you know uh, the Rockets, even even though they're seated less than us, um, or I don't know if the Rockets are the best example, but these teams that are year in and year out in the playoffs, um, they have these guys who aren't a part of their big three that were somebody, somebody somewhere else. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Cantor Cantor was somebody. I mean, I remember this. Watching the very same Sports Center, um, you know, bit about what he was going to be deciding to do free agency wise, and ultimately not going with Portland when he had first initially left OKC. But like he was still, albeit not the guy in OKC, he was a guy. And so now we got two guy, like two guys that were a guy elsewhere. You know, Rodney Hood yeah. was a guy in 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 U in Utah. Um, I really hope that that's the Rodney Hood that we get. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't. Um, I don't believe that. I don't believe that he deserves a starting position 
because, and I don't believe that Mo Harkless does either. <laughs> I think if you look at Jake Lehman's game all around, it does, it makes, I mean, he deserves, regardless of how you're going to get it to him, Jake Lehman deserves the lion's share of the minutes at the three on the Portland Trailblazers right now. Yeah. So I really don't care. I don't care if Terry Stotts wants to put him in right off the bat, right at the tip of the game or at the down the stretch or whatever. But if at the end of the game we look at the box score and Rodney Hood and Mo Harkless have more minutes currently, if unless Rodney Hood or him turn it on, than Jake Lehman, then I don't think that's I don't think that's the best the Blazers can be. And yeah. I'm not saying that from a purely offensive standpoint. If you watch Jake Lehman on defense, there were a handful against Brooklyn uh, of plays last night where he that block that block that was had, sick. This dude is he's crazy athletic, dude. And he's I watched him I watched him get cookies on two or three guys on multiple occasions where he just he has just active hands. Yep. He has just active hands. Don't get me wrong. Mo is a great defender with his length and his athleticism, but he just does a good job of staying in front of guys. Jake Lehman can stay in front of guys and more, in my opinion. Yeah. So um, I would really like to see uh, him just as long as he gets the lion's share of the minutes at the three. I think he's our best option there. Um, and then Cantor, you know, is playing a backup center role, but it almost makes you wonder if he could play a – you know he's. We watched him move last night. I mean, against certain teams, I oh, don't yeah. think so. But he he could play a, a four. You know, I think like I said against five, certain but... teams. I think against certain teams that could be that could be an option for us. But um, I don't know, man. I yeah. I I can't. I cannot watch Mo Harkless just. If you, did you watch like toward, like just throughout the game some of the miscues that he had had with just uh, mostly Yusuf Nurkic? I said it. I said it to my buddy that I was watching the game with last night. I said, "What is going on between these two tonight?" Yeah, I mean, there were like two. Or- Nurk was getting double teamed, and he was making some bad decisions on where he was passing it. Uh, luckily, it mm-hmm. didn't affect the game as a whole. Um, another thing I noticed was with the big men. Actually, let, let's uh, let's start off with some of the earlier games and make our way to that Nets game, right. and we'll we'll right. talk more about lineups too uh, as we go. But let's let's just go through some of the games. So the first game uh, that we hadn't covered yet is uh, the Miami Heat against the Blazers. This was back on February fifth, so it's a while back. Heat beat the Blazers by ten. Uh, it was a sucky one to lose. Blazers were winning for a while in that game. Um, Dwayne Wade played great. Hassan Whiteside played great. Um, we're just going to move right along. Uh, Blazers beat the Spurs. Woohoo, go Blazers. Uh, <laughs> we're going to move on to the sucky one. Blazers lost to the Mavericks in a game they absolutely should have won. Should not have thrown that away. That was in Dallas, which I mean, yeah, it's in Dallas. But they had four of their starters switched out. They traded away four other starters, completely new team, and the Blazers lost it. Uh, that was completely disheartening. They were winning well through three quarters, winning through most of the fourth quarter, broke the streak of uh, Blazers up in the fourth quarter, they're going to win it. Blazers down in the fourth quarter, they're going to lose it. They were up in the fourth, they lost it. Um, so that was well, just Well, and I completely one. forgot, I, I was just sitting here thinking, man, that was a great trade for the Mavs. You know, they got Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, Burke, I think just a couple of their little uh, role player guys there that um, I think would play well off the ball with with um, why am I spacing right now with with Doncic. Um, then I just remember they got Kristaps. Yeah, 
They got they got poor Zingod. <laughs> He's I mean, come on, man. Like that's they're gonna be a good team. Um, the Blazers definitely did throw that away, um, but. I think Tim Hardaway Jr. is one of the more underrated, underrated uh, shooting guards in our game. Um, I Overpaid, think Burke, but maybe underrated. Yeah. Um, and then Burke, you know, he, I think he's a solid bench piece. I mean, I think he had, like, he had a couple games last season, maybe even this season, that were, like, 40-point-plus games, this guy. And I think he was from Utah. I think he spent some time in Utah as well. Yeah, he was uh, drafted by Utah. He had 40-point games. I, yeah, dude, he's had he's he's gone off every now and then. He's had some crazy games. I don't know. I mean, maybe let me let, now. I got to Google, right? Yeah, I'm looking to around. To. Um, Trey Burke, right? That's his first name, right? Yep, Trey Burke. Tr- Trey Burke, uh, career high. Well, Point I mean, forty-two on, against well, I, the Hornets. Yeah, dang, I didn't know that. Yeah, dude, he's. I know he's he was starting better. for a bit there. I mean, they were going all over the place. That Natilakina, Trey Burke, Emmanuel Mudiay, they were switching it up all the time. But wow, forty two is impressive. Yeah, he's he's a certified bucket getter. And there's some uh, there's some videos of him going out to Rucker in uh, in Harlem and 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 participating in some of those semi uh, pro ams. And man, he just. It's always fun watching NBA players playing those things because it's just like it really puts into perspective the level of these guys' game. Oh yeah, compared to anything else. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, that Dwayne that that game against the Heat that was disheartening. I mean, Dwayne Wade, I hadn't seen him in in years past. He plays like that, you know. Uh, I'm not gonna put a number on it. He played. He. It's not surprising. It's not absolutely shocking. Mm-hmm. But it's like. It's just annoying to watch the Blazers lose to vintage Dwayne Wade. It's like, come on, man. Like, the the switch got flipped that night. Like, did you drink an extra espresso or what? Yeah, and and that was, um, let me double check that. No, what, what was the big, yeah, the Heat game was the game after the long break that they had. They had the break from, uh, on January 26th, they had a game. Then they only had one game between then and the Heat game on February fifth, so it was like. And I think the what? Heat had came into that game losing a couple. Yeah, so it was like ten ten days in between where they only had one game against the Jazz, so they had six yeah. days off before the Heat game, and the Blazers lost it. So that was really disheartening. Sounds it's just kind of a victim of the situation. It sounds like, but then you know, with the Spurs, I think. Um, LA was struggling if I'm remembering correctly he was struggling a little bit and DeMar had himself a little bit of a game but oh it was Rudy Gay wasn't Rudy Gay just just getting buckets for them dude I was against us I was loving that I love Rudy Gay he's my favorite player he's not a blazer I've always loved Rudy yeah. Gay it was fun to watch him play hard but yeah, yeah luckily blazers were able to win it regardless well so what are some of those you know following that uh, horrid um, Mavs loss. What are some of the other highlight games that we wanted to look over? So, it was a back-to-back uh, in Dallas and then in OKC. Blazers lost to OKC. Sucks to lose that one, especially after um, the battle that they had in Portland a couple weeks ago um, where, you know, Russ was like, I've been here all year and he's fighting with Nurkic. Nurkic calls him Westbrook, all that. Um, so it sucked to lose that one. Um, I didn't really expect them to win. I was hoping they would, but it's a back-to-back in OKC. It's going to be tough. Paul George, put some respect on his name. Paul George is, if it it weren't for Harden's year, I mean, 
He's had a he's Dude, had a fantastic. Year. I don't know about Harden. I mean, he's got the points, but like the success. I mean, Paul George is leading his team to the second seed in the West, which is no joke. So, um, but I, mean, we'll I think see. that I think that it's absolutely. Ne- uh, Chris Webber was talking about that when I was watching the Rockets uh, Warriors game last night after ours. You know, there are players in years past who have taken that kind of lion's share, and I think he was throwing shade at Kobe, or I don't know, but yeah. who have taken the lion's share of the scoring load um, while they're, you know, while it was unnecessary and yeah. it had affected the team. But I think the point that Chris and I were getting at is he he needs to. Who do they have? Chris Paul. Chris Paul is not the same Chris Paul. Yeah, we know. I think that I, I think they could. I think Chris Paul is still a fantastic ball handler. We saw I saw that last night. But mm. if you're going to have you either need to split up the ball like the the possession between him and Harden more or you need to have Chris Paul really be okay and settled in with the fact that he's going to be an off the ball scorer. And because it's just uh other than those two guys, they don't have anybody. Yeah. So I would say if Chris Paul had room to be uh, have a higher usage per, uh, percentage, um, that would be the only way I'd say that Harden is not doing something that he has to. Um, yeah, and, and I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Chris has that in his game any longer. And what Harden's doing is incredible, regardless. I'll have no qualms if he gets MVP, but I can certainly argue against it. Um, I've I've seen statistics about how terrible his defense is this year. I know he's improved yeah. from you know like three four years ago when he was just trash and completely yeah. left defender like left guys alone while he's playing defense. Um, so I mean, what he's doing is incredible regardless, especially for how much of it is unassisted. Um, but yeah, I mean, Blazers Thunder Thunder one. Uh, it sucks. Whatever. Blazers have one more game before the All-Star break. They had just signed Ennis Cantor. He was still in New York doing who knows what. Uh, Blazers played the Warriors. I was at that game. That game was incredible. Blazers won it. And Ennis, Ennis talked about it on the Daily Show, too. Oh, yeah. He was like a kid in, kid in a candy store. Oh, yeah. And he's he's he keeps talking about the playoffs. He is stoked to be in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I'm stoked to watch him there. Uh, so... Blazers and Warriors, it was a close game throughout. Warriors were leading sometimes. Blazers were leading a couple times. And then in the fourth quarter, Blazers went up by about seven. And they'd been, you know, going back and forth in a couple spots. I mean, Zach Collins had an incredible chase down block. He then uh, drew a foul, an offensive foul from Clay Thompson. Him and Clay were going back and forth. It was an exciting game, a lot of fun. And when the Blazers were up by about seven in the fourth quarter, uh, Draymond Green had, I think he had just been fouled or blocked by Collins. And then on the other end, Draymond Green defends Zach Collins and fouls him. And Zach Collins was, you know, it was, it wasn't too crazy when he fouled him initially. Yeah. They were both a little disgruntled. Nothing, nothing crazy. Draymond Green had been mouthing off a little bit. And uh, then the refs went back to review it. And I initially, I looked at it and I said, is that a flagrant? And watching further, I I don't think it was really a flagrant, but I can see why they would think that. I mean, I thought it before I even saw him review it. Um, Just because 
Draymond didn't seem to be going for the ball. When you watch it in slow motion, it kind of looks like he's going for the ball, but it just seemed like he was just slapping down out of, like, frustration, like, okay, I'm just going to foul this guy. I don't want him to score. Um, yeah. And it didn't seem like it was that excessive. I, it, I mean, it kind of looks like he might have hit him in the face a little, but, yeah, they called it a flagrant foul, which I don't think it really was. Uh, Steve Kerr got pissed. He lost his mind. He threw his clipboard on the ground. I'm sure, you know, plenty of time has passed. I'm sure most of you already seen that. But uh, Steve Kerr lost his dang mind. And, you know, that's, that's kind of what you want a coach to do for your teammates. Um, yeah. But, yeah, lost his mind, cussing out the ref. He gets ejected. And the Blazers had an eight-point possession, which is completely unheard of. Because Steve Kerr gets ejected. Blazers get, I think it was two technical free throws for that. Draymond mouths off to an official. They get another technical free throw. Then they get the two free throws that Colin was originally supposed to get. Collins was supposed to get from the foul. Um, and then, uh, what was it? Then I think they hit a three after that. So they got eight points in one possession, which is absolutely wow. ridiculous. Well, that's uh, got to be some sort of record. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. So I mean, the you can't ask for more. That pretty much closed out the game. The Warriors didn't have any steam. Uh, Blazers were able to keep Dame out there with a bunch of bench players for a while, and then they finally threw in the uh, the victory team where they, you know, the bench players. So it was an awesome game. Awesome to beat the Warriors going into the All-Star break. Um, yeah, I, we got to hurry up. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll keep moving. Yeah. Uh, Blazers, yeah, Nets. Uh, well, All-Star break, Damian was an All-Star. Dame and Seth did the three-point contest, didn't do too well whatever it was it was a good all-star game dame did pretty well hit a couple logo three-pointers which was awesome i'm loving the nickname i tweeted i tweeted about this but how 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 cringy was it that that pre three-point contest bit with the curries oh goodness that was so forced yeah it's that was so forced yeah and like and like you could tell the curry brothers were completely like uncomfortable with it like oh, they yeah. were just swaying back and forth the whole time like okay like yeah get like, us like okay let's shoot some basketballs now <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean aside from that it was a good one i think i i, I always like seeing an underdog uh show up and uh it's what's his name harris what's his first name uh joe harris like, from the nets joe joe harris well yeah he's from chelan you know in washington oh, nice. and then i think he had he had played uh, his basketball at University of Virginia, um, and he's got a nice uh, beard. He lost, yeah. And then he lost last night and was blocked by CJ. Here's the difference between the three point contest: you can't get blocked, and CJ loved to just swat <laughs> that three ball he pulled up with last night. Yeah. So I'll take that over the three point competition uh, winner. Yeah. So, um, but let, man, did you did you also see? Sorry to interrupt you there, but no. did you did you also see uh, Tatum in the skills challenge? That uh, was crazy. oh, dude, that was that was like the best skills challenge I've he ever did it seen. For like, he did it for like, he did it against Connolly, and then he did it against uh, who was the who was, and then he did it against Trey Young. He, he beat Trey Young in the finals by hitting a half court shot while Trey was going up for the three pointer. So great. Yeah, I mean the Connolly one was a little bit uh, more anticlimactic, but. It, you know, Connolly was just kind of dragging, for for lack of a better word, dragging ass, um, dribbling through the course after he had gotten through the first half and seen Tatum miss, I think, the pass and whatnot. Yeah. And then he just kind of lackadaisically pulls up for a couple threes at the top of the uh, top of the arc, and 
Tatum, he, they're telling him, uh, one of the announcers, I think Reggie, was like, why, why, I don't know why he's not going. I don't yeah. know why he's not hurrying up. And, yeah. like, Tatum just, like, just finishes it off right there. Next round, just pulls up that nasty half court to win it on Trey Young. And I think it knocked his ball out, too. So, there w- there maybe could even have been a slight chance that his would have just gone in as well. But Trey Young's goes in first. But yeah. his ball knocked him out. Like, that was, like, the ultimate bump move. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So, so, and then what did you think about the dunk contest? Dunk contest was Dennis Smith Jr. took way too many tries. It was ridiculous. I was not impressed by much of any of it. Um, John Collins' first dunk was a little underrated, uh, where he grabbed the backboard, the edge of the backboard, and then dunked it. Um, Hamadou Diallo has uh, hops for days. Um, I still think it would have been cool if the Blazers dip. drafted him, but I was I was happy with us getting Simons. That um, that honey dip was nasty that he did. Yeah, that that, thing that was the easily the highlight when he dunked over Shaq he touched him I don't think he really got much um, but he touched him that's the thing though he lift. touched his back yeah he, I don't he think he got much shoulders. lift on him uh he touched Shaq jumped all the way over Shaq and dude elbow dunk I think that's the first one since Vince Carter did it right well I mean no there they, there's always a guy or two every really? each year that kind of throw that tries to work it in but I mean nobody's worked it in to that extent you know I don't know has it I don't know I'll I've look seen, into I've that. I've seen a couple in recent years. I'll look into that more in the future. Anyway, uh, we gotta we gotta bust through this. So Blazers Nets that game was awesome last night. Uh, it was back and forth for a bit. Um, the it was Blazers against Blazers. We had Ed Davis, Alan Crabb, and Shabazz Napier uh, playing on the Nets, and uh, it was a great game. Ennis Cantor played amazingly. Hit what was it? Six for seven shots. Eight for nine. What was it? Shoot. Had 18 points. I mean, he was he was six for six when I when I had tweeted about it on our account in the third quarter. So yeah. I know I think I think he had ended up with like 18. Yep. Um, to finish the game. Yeah, 18 and nine. Uh, he just played amazing. He did everything we want him to do. He played great against Ed Davis. Had five offensive rebounds. Um, was basically putting them all back uh, for some points. And you so. could tell the times he was jumping uh, to like. Um, anticipate a shot or a rebound he just didn't know like especially with Evan Turner Evan Turner has a weird offensive game yeah. and like there were two or three possessions where I watched him like jump like half a second early because like he just isn't I don't think he's familiar with when and where our players get their shots so if that's yeah. that's his getting used to us I, I'm excited to see when he is yeah and uh I mean there, there was a few things I wasn't too happy about like I said Nurk had some iffy passes um, I didn't like the screens from Nurk or Cantor, but they, they rolled off of them pretty well and still made something happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it was the first game with Cantor on the team. It was awesome to see him play that well. Um, I've, I joked around on Twitter. I would love to see a lineup of Dame, CJ, and Lehman with Nurk and Cantor and just shoot three-pointers and just expect them to get the rebounds if you miss. Like, yeah, it's foolproof. Go for it. I mean, who's gonna who's gonna be able to rebound over him? Especially against like the Warriors. Like they got what Kevon Looney and Kevin Durant trying to get rebounds, but you got Nurk and yeah. I say go for and, it. And Try it out when you're up I by pull, ten or something. And, and I still am in reserving that uh, you know Turk can play a little bit of a stretch four because think about it. Do you do you, let me ask you this question here, Christian? Do you he's honestly not a stretch believe? Four. Okay, well, not a stretch four. He'll play it just as two fives, two centers on the court. But do you honestly believe he won't be able to stay in front of Draymond Green, even as small and as quote-unquote fast he is? I think, I think honestly, the foot speed 
is is at least within the same arena. Obviously not matched, but it's within the same tier, I would say. I don't and that's know. and I, that's only and that's only because Cantor I think has better than average foot speed for a five. Yeah. And and they you know, it's it's good twin towers. We have decent twin towers and I would not complain about playing both of them at the same time, I don't think. But he's not a four. So I mean it it would be a, yeah. a completely new type of lineup to have yeah. the twin towers out there um and see what happens I, i'm more than down for them trying it out when they're up sometime or if they're down by a lot and not expecting to win but i just don't necessarily think it is the best option um i would love to see i love we have 10 awesome players on the blazers in my opinion uh we have two whole lineups you know a, a starter starting lineup and a bench lineup i think mo harkless and myers leonard are should be great injury replacements or if someone's really tired or it's a back-to-back give them some minutes um oh shoot we might be at 13 zach collins i was thinking about zach (laughs) collins too but i i would prefer our starting lineup have jake layman if stotts wants to be stubborn and wants to play mo in the starting lineup i'm okay with that as long as he pulls him out pretty quickly after and only plays him for defensive uh situations um and keeps layman in the in the finishers keeps him finishing the game because dame cj uh layman and hood maybe aminu instead of hood and nurkic is our best lineup and uh i mean our bench lineup we got et seth uh mo harkless aminu and Cantor, and we still got zach collins like our team is so deep right now and right man championship aspirations right now they need to go for it do everything they can to maximize matchups and find a way to bring us a championship. If they work as a team and aren't worried about their egos and their playing time and who's starting and all that, if it's just, this is my job tonight, I'm going to beat this guy, I'm going to play better than him, Blazers can really do something. I agree. Well, on that note, I think we probably have to wrap it up as I am running out the door to go serve some wine. Um, So thank you, everybody, for listening. Follow us on Peeps and Plaid on Instagram, Twitter, um, and to this date, we will still not be participating in Facebook. Um, nobody accesses podcasts through Facebook. So you can look us up on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, all that stuff. So thanks, guys. Peace. Yeah, we run it up to the max. Running straight ahead, we ain't never looking back. They try to tell me it's the road like I'm Jack. Jack. But I ain't never leaving, trying to put us on the map. So we run it, yeah, we run it, run it, run it, run it. Run it, run it, we run it up, run it, 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 we run it up. Yeah, we run it up, yeah, we run it to the bank. Hey, yeah, we turn it up, yeah, we turn it to the crank. Okay, fly little Robin, and we in that Bruce Wayne boat. Boating to the bad, like the name was you saying. Yeah, we are you and I T U P. Running up the score, balling on these new teams, on a new thing, and I don't have no hoop dreams. Still shooting shots, and if I miss, no moves. I'ma use it step by step, I got the blueprint to success I thought you knew it, you was next and now you blew it Talking cream, I got the cool whip, I'm the teacher, you the student You gonna ask why, is this rap, I speak it fluent Ain't no miscues or issues, change if I diss you You gonna come at me, just know nobody gonna miss you Ain't no miscues or issues, change if I diss you You gonna come at me, just know nobody gonna miss you nah. Yeah, we run it up to the max Running straight ahead, we ain't never looking back They try to tell me it's the road like I'm Jack But I ain't